Welcome back to another episode of NYFG Podcast. It's Claudia and Evelyn back with you. I should say Evelyn and Claudia because I'm Evelyn and I'm Claudia. We are so excited to be back. It is episode number five. We're really holding strong for season three. How long will we make it? (laughs) Normally we make it about 10 episodes, but that's a season. That's a season. That's a good season. What are some podcasts that you've been listening to lately? Okay. I'm going to be honest, the only two that I've been listening to is, I take usually an hour to an hour and a half, In the first half hour is listening to Bible in a Year. Wow. It's about 20 to 30 minutes per episode. That one you really have to focus. Yes. Yeah, you definitely do. You can't be like on in the background like you... It's hard sometimes because I don't understand half the language. Right. So Bible in a year I listen to and then then I take a 180 and I listen to Dumb Blonde, of course, because I can't leave my girl Bonnie hanging. I do love her. She is funny. That's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Jelly and Bunny, I... Jelly Roll, like the singer. I'm obsessed with Jelly Roll. There's nothing more in this life that I think I'm obsessed with. And... I love Bunny. Bunny is his wife. And she's very funny, and she has really cool podcasts, guests on, and it would be a dream to be on her <laughs> like, podcast someday. I don't think we're cool enough to be on there. Yeah, everyone that goes on there, they have, like, really crazy life story, and then there's us with, like... We could, we could make it up. Make some trauma up, because everyone does have trauma that goes on there. Yep. Which is kind of fun to listen to. Not fun, like, haha, that's a trauma, but, like, it's interesting to learn their life story and everything they went through and what they become. That's like where our mm-hmm. whole podcast is. Right. So, what else do you have to say? I have to say that we're going to dive right into some questions today. We opened up a little question box about 20 minutes ago, so we don't have too many, but we have the enough. ones that we do have are honestly kind of juicy. What? What do you think about that, Dally? Oh, yeah, and if you're not familiar with our podcast format, we do not edit, so this is all real, raw information coming from my mouth. Okay, yes, it is. <laughs> Ooh, thank God someone asked this. What? Okay. I'm, I'm going to save that one a little later. Okay. Okay, first question. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all of them. I'm going to do all the questions, Every even though one. some of them you're not going to like... Because they're a little too in-depth about your life. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this one is straight enough simple. We're easing into the water. How was the milk? weather? We had major flooding and have to get two... have to get rid of two-thirds of our herd due to crops. Wow. That's sad. I feel That's bad. That's really sad. Um, this wow. got turned dark. Okay. I didn't read the whole question before I asked it. Um, How's the weather? You tell them. The weather's really good. Uh, we're trying to get wheat done right now, and there's some really iffy forecasts, like with the rain this week, and we've got the smoke back, so the smoke's not really allowing the smoke, wheat to dry. What does that mean? From ca- um, Canada. Canada. Canada wildfires um, has brought a lot of smoke down to our area, so there's no sun, and we can't really dry out our wheat. Sounds like a zombie apocalypse, because it does look like that. The sun looks really weird. And I'm, I talked to Grandma yesterday, and she said this. she's never seen this in her entire lifetime. Wow, and she's almost 90, guys. So what's this all about? We don't know. Right. Okay, so weather is not great, but we're really sorry to hear about that. That is really unfortunate. Um, is there a crop you've never grown that you'd like to try? <gasps> oh, my God. Apples. Apples? You know that's my answer. I know yours. What? Christmas trees. Mm, is that a crop? I'm not ready. I have to think still. <laughs> wow. 
Christmas trees are more than I thought they would be because you have to like trim them into the shape of a triangle. They don't just grow perfectly. Did you know that? I did. I don't think it would be Christmas trees because I went through that already down in Georgia. But one crop I've never had a success with is watermelons. And I love watermelons. So I love to have my own garden. <laughs> Juicy goodness at my fingertips. <laughs> right. um, next question. Getting a dog in your 20s advice. <gasps> what a great question. I know. You go first. Okay. So, uh, okay, so I think our experience is a little different because we don't have a 9 to 5 job. We don't have, like, the schedule a lot of 20-year-olds have with college and working in offices. We are able to bring our dogs with us most times of the day. And other times they're at Grandma's house, which is her mom's house, and they play together. Um, after losing my first dog in an accident, that happened this year, so I was 21, and, um, that was obviously really hard, but I think that that kind of, like, gave me better insight on how to raise a dog, and... Like, what do you mean by that? Just, like, you know, when you get a dog, you also have to think about what's it, what it's gonna be like not having a dog, because mm. most cases you're gonna be outliving your dog. Yep. And going through the grief of losing your dog, you know, you're with it every day. That was really hard. It's like a child. Yeah. And um, you just get so close to them and, um, you know, through all your relationships. And I don't know, having, uh, getting your dog in your 20s, I think has been like the best thing ever for me. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would wait. I don't either. I mean. If you have a crazy job, just make it work. Bring the dog daycare. Or just when you get home, make it a point to take him on a walk. But if you have a pretty lenient job and you get home at 4 p.m., just do it. It's like a therapy, like therapeutic, emotional. Yeah, Dogs are just so intuitive and like... Oh, my advice was research the dog you get. Mm -hmm. Don't get one because you think it's cute or badass. You want like this German Shepherd. Conic or so... Yeah, not to, like, hate on German Shepherds or Pit Bulls. I have a Pit Bull, and I would never recommend getting one of those. <laughs> but besides that, definitely research it and find the dog that fits your personality. Claudia, I know you've had a very energetic dog and a calm dog. I, I personally could not do an energetic dog. You know, after having an energetic dog, same. <laughs> and, I it's mean... It's definitely more time and effort. Oh, it's just... It's a lot more patience and... If you know me, I don't have a lot of patience. So I got a mini golden retriever. And guys, if you're looking for a dog breed, that is the most perfect thing ever. <laughs> Get really a mini golden retriever. It's a golden retriever and a King Charles Cavalier. And oh my God, they're perfect. If you Very want me to come. Very calm. And any other advice? Let me think. Okay, I have a Springer Spaniel. English Springer Spaniel. And He's perfect. just kind of adapt your life around theirs. <laughs> For real, like, I wake up and I'm like, so what do you want to do today? And you're coming with me to work. I don't ever, like, leave them behind. Not everyone can do that, like she was saying, right. but, yeah. It's definitely the best time of your life, and I'm obsessed with my dog. I never, I was like, I'm such a cat person, and then I got a dog. I'm like, oh, Yeah, it was kind of so crazy fun. when Evelyn got a dog. It actually was two years ago, like. Yeah, almost, almost two years. yeah. It's so fun. They're like yeah. your little buddies, and they yeah. love you. Actually, I'm not going to lie. When you sent the picture of um, 
Dale, like, you're like, okay, who wants to go with me to pick up this puppy tomorrow? Like, it was such a spur-of-the-moment thing for you. We had a separate family group chat. Me, Mom, Dad, and JoJo were like, what is she doing? <laughs> Are you kidding? That's so mean. Because you've never, because I think it's because of Remington and you've always had cats and we're like, oh, oh. my God, you've never wanted a dog. Like, you never yeah. wanted, like, you That's know. It's weird that I never wanted one. Right? Yeah, and now you're like, a total dog mom. Mm-hmm. I would totally wear a dog mom shirt. somebody get it for me (laughs) okay so that's kind of i guess our advice i love that okay how to grow on instagram um we're not the best people to ask about this because we've been taking like 10 years about a decade of growing but definitely start doing short videos and post them on reels post them on tiktok because that's all people want to watch anymore Reels and TikTok. And that's how you gain traction is when you go on the For You pages and people that don't even know you are going to find your stuff. And, like, if you're just posting near your feed, no one's going to find you. Your 200 followers? Like, that's what we used to do. Yeah. We were like, why are we not growing on Instagram? But we were literally posting to our 200 followers. Like, what are they going to do? Tell their friends? Yeah, so if you don't know how that works, when you post the For You page or you post a reel in general, it's going to go out to people that don't even follow you. So I highly recommend that. Nobody really watches long-form videos unless you're going on YouTube to purposely watch them. Right. Good advice. Thanks. Um, I mean, there's some other things like, you know, you definitely have to diversify your platforms and push people to your Instagram if that's your end goal. Like, yeah. you're on Facebook, you're like, go, like, I'm posting this new announcement on Instagram. And be relatable. Tell your story. Get people to know you. Like, they're not going to just follow some random page. I mean... It depends. But people really just want to be able to relate to you. I know everyone I follow, I like their life. I want to know more about them. So just share some interesting things about you in your life. You might not think it's that interesting, but it is. Mm-hmm. I promise. Okay. Is Ev and Claudia going to take over the farm in a couple of years or build their own? The farm, I'm assuming they mean the dairy farm, and the answer is no. There's already... One, two, three, four, five partners in it, and I don't see a spot for me right now. And if I was, I just feel like it's just way too saturated with people. So I'm just going to continue on being an employee up there, and I like it that way. What about and you? you have your own farm. Yes. Claudia and I have definitely diversified away from just being on the farm, and that's made us really happy in our hearts because we can be creative and fun and if we have a new idea, we don't have to go through five other people to get it passed. It's We have this really cool freaking idea. We think it's going to be awesome, and we do it. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. Because if we did have to like ask five people, it would never get done. Like, Evelyn and I had this idea to do two events mm-hmm. this summer. For the pumpkin patch. The and pumpkin we just patch. And we did it, and we killed it. I'm not going to lie. Yes, and our parents just let us do it. Isn't that crazy? Trust. We're not, not everybody gets the opportunity. And I'm very thankful that we do. So yeah, no spot on the farm. I'm just going to kind of go with the flow with that whole thing. Yep. Agree. 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 Oh, okay. We've got, we got some it. more. Let's yeah. see what else we got. Okay. Um, how do you guys, going off of that question, how do you guys balance the farm work with the pumpkin patch? Well, I'm really fortunate that with the dairy side, I can go up 
as early as I want in the morning, get my jobs done, and whenever they're done, I can come home. And I'm a very efficient gal, so I usually get them done by 11 or 12 p.m. Yeah. By lunchtime. And then you're done. Then I'm done. So luckily, my cousin Adam's up there if in the afternoon something comes up, which maybe like your cow's down. He's there for that. Yeah. I don't need to be there for that. There doesn't need to be two people. Right. So that's how I balance it. And in the pumpkin patch time, I'm lucky Claudia can be down here running the store. I can be up there in the morning. I come back at lunch and I help up down here. So it's like a lot of back and forth, but it's how I balance. How about you? Yeah. I mean, like you said earlier, we have a lot of employees like for the Mm -hmm. size of our farm and everyone up there pretty much knows from like end of August, middle August to November. I'm pretty much can't really count on me. I'm going to be down at the pumpkin patch every day, and at the end of fall, like, if they're doing harvest or something, sometimes they'll help, like, a day or two if I can get coverage here, but we don't have as, we don't have the fortunate, um, surplus of employees at the pumpkin patch like we do at the dairy farm, so I Mm -hmm. kind of just spend my energy down here, growing it down here, and... Yeah, because the pumpkin patch is just our immediate family, mom, dad, me, Claudia, Jojo, so... Any extra help we're going to have down here, and JoJo's going to be gone this year, so it's going to be even less. Yeah, <gasps> it's going to be crazy. Any extra help we have is teenage hired help, which is very hard to find nowadays because, believe it or not, teenagers do not want to work anymore. What? Not all. There's definitely some really great ones, but it's hard. Okay. That's it? Nope. Next oh. question. My phone died. Oh. <laughs> Next question is, what are your thoughts on Sound of Freedom? Oh, okay. So, Sound of Freedom is that new movie that came out about child trafficking, and I've always had a part in my heart that just, just, I don't know, I don't really do anything about it, but I think about it, and I'm not blind to the fact that it's happening. I've always wanted to do something about it. So, this movie came out, and it's definitely the best movie I've ever seen. And it teaches you all about it, what's going on in the world trafficking. And there's people out there saying that it's not true. And that makes me really mad. I also think that that word gets thrown over a lot. Like, human trafficking, child trafficking, like, all of that. And a lot of people don't know what that actually entails. You know, until you see the movie. And I honestly, like, felt that way, too. I watched it with JoJo, and JoJo was like, is this based on a true story? And I was like, yeah, like times a million a day you know like it's happening all around us all the time yeah like as we're talking right now there's children in shipping containers being being trafficked and sold so i think that that movie was just so incredible and not enough people are hearing about it because of the media and everything and i think us doing our part by sharing about it and encouraging you guys to go watch it is I, i feel like that's really important and there was people asking me, like, after you watch it, you're obviously, like, just really shook up and you want to help somehow. There's a lot of different organizations. You have to make sure you're finding reliable ones you can either donate to, and they also take volunteers. So Do whether the one that we found? Yeah, it's called the Underground Railroad, and that is made... That was started by the guy who the movie is about. Tim Ballard. Yes. So if you haven't watched it, please go watch it if you care about children, which you should, and And the problem in this world. Definitely while it's in theaters, because I don't know about you, but I can't really see it being on Netflix or seeing it being anywhere else. 
And already Netflix and Prime are already more like we're not putting it on there. Yeah. Which is crazy. So yeah, well, you have the chance. Definitely go take a watch. And I was so surprised how poppin' music movie theaters are. Like, I don't know about when you went, but like, there's a line out the door. We went on a Monday, and the whole thing was packed. Like crazy. Yeah. I thought that like Netflix like ruined that industry, but I guess not. No, especially when it's a movie like that. I'm happy yeah. that people are wanting to get out. True. To see it. Yeah, and, like, the popcorn's just so banging, and it was a rainy Sunday night when we went. It was just Ooh. perfect. It was, the vibes were great. Except you cry the whole time. Yeah. It's just warning you. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. If you guys have any questions about that, um, let us know. Next question is, if I can remember, it was, if you guys moved out of New York, would you still farm? Oh, my God. I think I would definitely have, like, a hobby farm with animals. The crop side, maybe, like, a little garden. But I wouldn't be like, let's start a commercial dairy farm. No, I would never do that. Would you work on another dairy farm? Um, probably not. I've kind of like had my share. I've worked on three dairy farms in my life. Yeah, and you're kind of like expert. <laughs> I know, I've been traveling around. And I love it, but it's kind of gets a little toxic. It does, and I feel like everywhere you go it is. It's not just... It's just... Um, like, beef farmers are better about it because they, like, I can't even explain it. With dairy farms, obviously, you have to be there every single day, right? right. You have to be there. Mm-hmm. The cows have to be checked every single day. You have to touch them three times a day. <laughs> Literally. And I'm just not, this is so sad of me to say, I'm just not about that. <laughs> I love it so much, but my hands are, like, sweating saying this because it's, like, my inner thought. I just... I love the dedication farmers have, and I love it. And thankfully, thanks to technology, farmers have been able to step away a little bit and have a life. And I have to have a life outside of farming. I have to. Mm -hmm. That's why when I come down to the agritourism farm, honestly, it feels like my life outside of farming. Yeah, I agree with that. Even though it's just another farm. So no, I would not work on another dairy farm. I love it, but this is where I'm going to be staying. And if I had to move out of state, I would probably go down south again. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Not you. Where would you go? I would probably go west. West? Yeah. Um, I agree with that, and I think I would probably. Did I say that the wrong way? No. No, I totally get what you mean. Um, but I love how real we're being on this podcast, too. Like, I feel like people are not ever going to know they're real us if they don't listen to this podcast. I know. Like, I just feel so stupid saying stuff like that. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on the farm every single day of my life for the rest of my life. Yeah. And right. I was even born into it. So, like, why don't I feel like that urge should be, like, gung-ho right. there every day? I think there's a lot of other factors, too. Okay. About that. But, um... Maybe I people think... like that when you have a stable <laughs> yeah, farm. Yeah. <laughs> I would go out west, and I think I would, like, I would want to, like, work on a ranch or something, unless, I mean, I'm always down to be a housewife. (laughs) I will say that. (laughs) Too maybe that's why I don't want (laughs) to. Yeah. So, like, if we had to move, like, whatever, Um, but I also, I agree with, like, the hobby farm, garden, Mm -hmm. homesteading, housewife kind of life, but I also, I love, I love running machinery, and I love working, like, on a commercial grain like operation type b thing yeah so i bet i would 
It's very hard to say. I think if I were to move out of state, it would probably be like Wyoming or Montana. Those are pretty. Yeah. So that's and I, I just, I'm like already feeling bad for what I just said. Well, good thing it's a raw podcast. You can't edit it out. I just okay, want to say I'm thankful that there are people out there that are so dedicated. We are dedicated. We're dedicated, Don't but I'm not as dedicated right. as other farmers. I'm you're a fake farmer. Imp- you're having imposter syndrome right now. I am very dedicated to the animals, but I will be up front. I'm not there every single day. I'm only there Monday through Friday. And if I don't know what a- to say about it. No, I'm oh scared. <laughs> we are part-time workers at our dairy farm. Yeah, but Full-time like, Enway Farm Girls and part-time on our um, pumpkin agritourism. Why don't I want to be there every single day? Because I have other things going on, I guess. I have more passions outside of it, I guess. That's what it is. Like, yeah. dairy farming is We're not diverse. my only passion. I'm, I like to be diverse in everything. Yeah, we are diversified. And it makes me happy. It shouldn't make you upset that to say that either. Don't worry. Okay. Good thing there's no comment section on podcasts <laughs> because we probably would stop this, this season right here. That one time when I was like, dairy farmers have harder than beef farmers. And then what happened? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. But okay. I just felt bad after saying it because it's not true. But I was just saying how dairy farmers have to, like, be more hands-on with their cattle. <laughs> okay, well, you're going to do it again. Um, I don't mean harder. I mean, like, more involved. Good <laughs> Good answer. I'm scared of you right now. Me too. Um, okay, let's things have caffeine it up. in it. Do you use your wheat straw for bedding or do you use it for yes. your TMR? Both. Both. Okay, then that's a great question to end on. Are we at 20 minutes yet? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I think these drinks I've been having, they're called poppies, have caffeine in it because I'm a little weird. No, they don't. I'm going to check. I think they do. We love poppy. Tell me. Because <laughs> they have probiotics or prebiotics or whatever one it is. They're really good for your gut health. Too good for your gut health. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. Okay, guys, on that note, uh, we'll I'm not ready to be done. I'm we not ready. See you next week. Thank no. you for watching and keep a lookout on our Instagram and Wait. Facebook oh, for Bye. our question boxes for next week. Bye. Bye.